Welcome back into B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I'm Bobby from Oregon. Hi, I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And Bonnie is commuting home from work. Bonnie, how is the traffic? Uh, you know, it's just as terrible as ever. But the sky is super clear and blue, so that's nice. But yeah, no, traffic's pretty bad. Um, how long does it take you to, to drive home from work? If there was no traffic, it would take me like 14 minutes. But okay. with traffic, it's like 30 minutes. It's not too bad. Yeah, it could be worse. Yeah, I head off to work here in a little bit. My commute will be anywhere from 12 to 21 minutes, depending on traffic. So I feel you. I feel. All right, so let's jump into it. Last week we were talking about a forecasted cool down in Oklahoma. Bonnie, did it happen? Oh my gosh, yes. Okay, Monday and Tuesday were pretty warm, upper 80s, humid and disgusting. Tuesday evening, the cold front came through. The winds changed. You could see, you could see the cold front. You know, it did that thing where it made the nice line of dark clouds. Just one line of dark clouds is like there is the cold front moving through, and it was amazing. It rained for half the day on Sunday. Stayed pretty. Or I'm sorry, on Wednesday. What am I saying? And it stayed pretty cloudy for most of the day, but it cooled down significantly. I think the low Wednesday morning was like 49 degrees. It was excellent. Just excellent. So early fall has come to Oklahoma. Yes, for now. I think it's going to warm back up here the next several days up into the 80s again. But, you know, this is that time of year in Oklahoma where summer and fall are like playing a little tug of war and then fall will win eventually. It just takes a little time. Exactly. Now we're into the second chase season. Uh, storms haven't really been prevalent around your area. I know uh, in some other areas they were. I gave a presentation to my AMS chapter on tuesday night uh, a friend of mine his farm in minnesota was hit by actually two tornadoes so wow. um yeah it was an ef1 and an ef0 uh did a lot of superficial damage um one of the tornadoes tossed a bench that weighed somewhere about 200 pounds uh, over 100 feet into a river um wow. and then ripped the barn door off uh, of the barn and I actually got a picture today that that door has now been repaired but um, it was really interesting one of the photos he sent you could actually see a, twe- a tree had been basically twisted from its base so the wind had literally ripped the tree as it was in a twisting motion so it was uh, it was really interesting to see that but um, out here in Oregon it's it was we're taping this it's 83 degrees it's sunny um, it's been really nice however it looks like it's going to be short lived maybe two or three more days, and then we're getting right into fall. Temperatures will be uh, struggling to make it out of the lower 60s for highs. Um, Lows will be somewhere in the mid-40s to uh, mid-50s. But uh, fall's coming, so you can take our hot weather and enjoy it for a couple more days. But uh, fall is definitely here. I'm ready for fall. I'm over the summer. I'm ready for fall temperatures. Give it a couple of months, and I'll be like, I'm tired of the cold. But, you know... (laughs) That's people for you. <laughs> right. And I mean, you're close enough to the Gulf of Mexico that you could always drive down to Houston where it's significantly warmer during the fall and still enjoy some warmer weather. Oh, sure. Yeah. Just make that like 10 hour drive down to Houston. No big deal. <laughs> if you want to drive 10 hours here, we're still uh, not even to San Francisco yet. So climate would not change all that much for us. Jeez. Right. Um, let's talk about the traffics. For We went from being basically non-existent to uh real busy set of storms uh, obviously you know we've had the hurricane come ashore 
uh, in you know North Carolina and South Carolina. They're still dealing with the flooding. Um, it's slowly starting to get back to normal. And again, you know, everybody back there, you are in our thoughts and prayers. We hope that your recovery is going uh, smoothly and you can uh, hopefully get everything back to normal relatively quickly. But when you look at the tropics, Bonnie, there's not a whole lot happening. We have uh, Tropical Storm Kirk, which is just about to um, blow through the Lesser Antilles uh, as a tropical storm. And there are tropical storm warnings up. Uh, but by this time on Saturday, it's forecasted to just be a tropical depression. So they're not seeing a whole lot of, you know, expected areas. And then we have a couple disturbances. We have one that's off of um, New York City, a couple hundred miles out. Uh, chance for this to form is, you know, low in the 10%. And then we have another disturbance um, that they think will probably um, reform. It is post-tropical uh, post cyclone Leslie. It's over the Atlantic uh, Ocean, several hundred miles west of the Azores. It remains a powerful non-tropical low with storm force winds. Um, shower activity is expected to gradually become better organized. And Leslie is expected to again become a subtropical storm or pop possibly a tropical storm uh, tonight or into Friday when it moves west-southwest uh, at about 10 miles an hour over the north central Atlantic. Uh, the National Weather Service is basically saying um, right now high seas is kind of the only thing they're worried about. But again, they're looking at formation uh, again in the next you know couple days uh, to be 90%. So Leslie apparently will be the storm that just does not die. Well, I mean, if only it would become something a little more interesting. Right. But, you know, it's just been a semi-quiet season, I guess. I guess that's... That's all she wrote for this season. Exactly. And, and I mean, we, we still have several more months um, or several more weeks of where stuff could happen. But, man, it, it, the activity off the African coast has certainly died down. Um, yeah. And, we're not, you know, we uh, I saw maybe it was a couple of days ago another round of African dust. So, you know, the wind's <laughs> right. picked up and they're blowing more dust off the coast. But not a whole lot's happening, you know, weather-wise around – uh, the tropics, and that, that's okay. I will say this. I find it very funny, though, that if you look in portions of the Midwest, a couple states above you, into Bismarck, North Dakota, for example, they're under a freeze warning and a frost advisory. So Jeez. we've now made that. That's why this time of year is excellent, because it is so much different things happening around the country at the same time. And exactly. It's, it's total opposite scales of the weather spectrum freezes tropical storms severe weather it's just all happening at once mm -hmm. and it's just crazy that it just all goes down at one time yeah. in the same country <laughs> and we and you know we want to hop out to wyoming another state that's close to you um the national forecast office in riverton wyoming where a good friend of mine lives they have a winter weather advisory out along with a frost advisory a fire weather watch a red flag warning in a hazardous condition. So, I mean, we're not lacking for any type of, you know, real true action, but outside of the flooding threat up and down the Appalachia mountain range, there's not a whole lot to watch out for. However, you know, we do talk about the tropics and not a whole lot. There's a lot of questions to see and then certainly remaining um, with the remains of Hurricane Rosa. So you look at the National Weather Service um, office out of Phoenix and out of Tucson, and they're saying that, you know, Moisture associated with Hurricane Rosa will move into Arizona late this weekend. Uh, looking for heavy rainfall across the state. Could be potential for widespread one to two inches of rain, maybe four inches 
uh, in some localized spots, potential for 40 mile an hour winds. So uh, you're in the desert and you're dealing with the remnants of a hurricane. So, um, you know, w why it is kind of quiet, there's just really honestly not a whole lot happening right now. Yeah, um, they there was some interesting weather that happened in Canada last week. I don't know if you saw that, but a pretty decent sized tornado hit the Ottawa. Airport, I did, yes. I think, and I want to say they said that was the biggest tornado to ever strike in September in Canada ever, and it looked pretty big. I, you know, I never saw what the final rating on that was, but I did see several videos, and you know, it was pretty crazy. Right, and you just sit there and you look at it, you're like, man, you know. Um, you know, people think, oh, just the Midwest. No, you, you know, the Canadian Plains also share the same, you know, mm -hmm. dynamics that, that, you know, Oklahoma and Texas and those guys have because it's, again, you're dealing with the, um, you know, the cold air up north and then you get the warm, humid air out of the Gulf of Mexico and it, it causes tornadoes. And, you know, I, I'd have to look at stats and maybe you know this better than I do, but... I'm not sure that Canada has more tornadoes than the U.S. does, but when they get I them, so, yeah. but they do get them, yeah. yeah and, and when they get them, they're usually pretty large. So, um, you know, I'm going through, and it looks like I need to pull up the, the date on this, but they're saying possibly an EF, a high EF three. Uh, yes, it was a high EF three um, that went through. So, again, that's, that's pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a big tornado. That's not you know something to scoff at. It's not a an EF1 or an EF0 that like hit my friend's farm, but it's it's intense. Well, know? that would be a decent size here, a high-end EF3, especially in the month of September. So, you know, for Canada, that's that's pretty unusual. So, you know, it's just crazy stuff going on. That's why this time of year is exciting is because just the weather change causes craziness to happen across the country and Canada. Right, and I know with that we have some some severe storms, uh, like I said, in, around the Appalachian Mountains, um, eastern Tennessee, uh, southeast Kentucky, uh, happening right now. But I mean, it's it's nothing like what we saw with a tornado outbreak, or you know, Hurricane Florence coming to shore, or even Hurricane Lane in Hawaii. Um, you know, but like you said, the climate's changing, the seasons are changing. Um, it's going to start to get pretty active. And, you know, I, I love pulling open the National Weather Service homepage just to look at the warnings across the country. And there are yeah. days during the summer where, you know, it's dead across the board and there's nothing happening. And then you pull it up during the winter and, I mean, it's like a Christmas tree. It's lit up all over the place. <laughs> well, you know, it's just all these, it's, it's the air change and the air mass is changing and coming together. And so you get this craziness that happens. And so, I mean, we have a few more weeks of that before winter really settles in. So hopefully we have a little a little stormy action coming our way in the next few weeks. Right. And you look at today's surface map and you see what if we were in, you know, I want to say probably late October, early November, January, February. And you would think that we were looking at an Arctic blast coming in. Yes, we talked about, you know, North and South Dakota with the freeze warnings and frost advisories are out. But there is shots of cold air that are going to start moving in. And, you know, I'm looking at the three-day, and, Bonnie, it looks like uh, it could blast through Oklahoma City probably on Sunday. So, um, you know. Bring it on. Yeah, right. Unfortunately, I have the Cascade Mountain Range and the Pacific Ocean, which kind of keep us a little bit warmer out here in Oregon. But, man, I'm ready for some good, cold winter weather. 
you know, I've got some furry boots that I'm ready to bust out of my closet. Okay, so. <laughs> Nice. We'll know snow will be here before we are actually probably ready for it. That's true. And every time it's here, we complain. We're always like, I want the snow, I want the snow. And then it really just causes a headache. Right. <laughs> um, and I know we talked about it in previous episodes of B-Squared, but I do want to in the future get into the whole dynamics of, um, you know, snow, freezing rain, and rain, and just the differences in what it takes in different spots of the country to, you know, cause that. Because, um, you know, we had talked that you guys – you get a snow threat sometimes, and it ends up either being, you know, freezing rain or just rain. Um, you guys don't get a whole lot of snow. Where here in the Northwest, it's either rain or snow. And if we get freezing rain, it's usually pretty quick. Um, it's a pretty quick transition. So I think that'd be fun just to kind of dive into, again, the climate uh, differences between Oklahoma and Oregon uh, when it comes to winter weather. Yeah, definitely. We should definitely get into that. And I think all that's fascinating. And you know, it'll probably help because I don't know how many times I've heard from the public like, oh, you know, you guys can't do winter weather. And anytime there's snow predicted, they go, oh, well, you know, if they say it's predicted, it's not going to happen. And, you know, I'm just tired of hearing that stuff. And they, you know, it just winter weather is pretty much the hardest one to, to forecast, you know. Nobody wants to be that negative. Right. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's funny, though. It is the knock. And I mean, we get it around here, too. People just like, man, you just don't know what you're talking about. And. You know, listen, I, uh, we, we've talked about it on previous episodes, especially last week, the importance of having, you know, amateur meteorologists and people that love the mm-hmm. weather and know what they're looking for or know what they're talking about. It's just, it's really important. But, you know, sometimes it's often those people that are also, you know, the most criticized and the most um, critical when it comes to, you know, people trying to make an accurate forecast and get that out to the public. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the discussion about winter weather. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, I know speaking of the Oregon AMS, which I'm the vice president of, we have our annual winter weather meeting coming up here in just about a month. Um, we'll have four or five presenters give their winter forecast, what they think will happen. So we have a guy from the National Weather Service will present um, a couple of the TV meteorologists come and talk. And then we have a private meteorologist or two give a forecast. So it'll be uh, it'll be really interesting to see what people are thinking. I know just doing a quick glance at some of the different climate people i follow on twitter um they're still trying to figure out how strong this el nino could be so uh there are still a lot of questions about what's going to happen this winter well you know i'm excited to see what happens and i want to hear about that meeting that sounds really interesting i wish i was going to be there all right well you can fly out it's uh taking part on a saturday so i mean you could you could make a flight yeah just quick flight out there quick flight back no big deal yeah it's only three (laughs) hours by airplane it's not too bad that really isn't that bad only three hours okay And I don't, but I don't know if there are any non-stops between Oklahoma City and Portland. I think oh, the God. nearest is Dallas or Omaha. Everything has to go out of Dallas for some reason. Everything. Right. And let me tell you, that flight from Oklahoma City to Dallas is a solid like like eighteen and a half minutes. It takes more time to get on the flight than it does to actually fly. Same here. When we uh, sometimes you fly up to Seattle to catch you know other connecting flights, and you literally spend more time on the taxiway, the runway. And getting ready to take off and fly, then you actually do flying. Yeah, it's so. it's it's pretty frustrating. I feel like though Will Rogers here in Oklahoma City will get big like that, and there'll be more direct flights out of Oklahoma City. Eventually, they will. And I know Southwest is a big carrier for you guys, so you know with Southwest you can basically fly anywhere. Yeah. Relatively quickly, so uh, I am Bobby from Oregon. 
And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And we appreciate you joining us for this latest edition of B-Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Bonnie, um, enjoy the cool down. Uh, I'm going to go revel in the heat for a couple more days before we start the cool down. But uh, have a great weekend. Thanks. You too. And we'll see you all next week.